Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. It is Friday, September 27th, and it's our very first chat with Crystal back from uh, the summer. So I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited for those of you who are with me live right now in our private conference room. You need to know you're completely anonymous. No one knows you're here and no one knows your name. And this is an opportunity for you to get some coaching with me uh, free of charge. Oh, let me turn off my outlook. I swear, if you just heard that thing, I apologize. I got to get better at this. I really, really do. I got to get better at this. Uh, this conversation today is really, I call it in the vault because I invite any woman from anywhere in the world to call in to our free conference line. We have local landline numbers in oh, so many countries from around the world. So it always supercharges me when I get to come on and I get to see women from around the world who are calling in who are part of this sisterhood or who want to be part of the sisterhood and who are ready to, you know, it takes a lot of courage to get some coaching. It takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. It takes a lot of courage to ask for help. And so I'm always so grateful to those of you who do show up on Fridays, uh, raise your hand and do some coaching with me. It's, it's, it's a really special thing that we do. For those of you that this is your first time, welcome. I have been doing chat with Crystal, these private, anonymous coaching conversations with women for so many years, and it blows me away now that we are reaching women in over 45 countries. It, who knew? Who knew? Even 10 years ago when I launched the SWAT Institute, www.swat, just like the Special Weapons and Tactical except we're simply woman accredited trainers. And yes, we're going to heal the world one magical woman at a time. But who knew 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, when we launched the school, that um, it would turn into this magical place where we are connecting women from around the world, where we are helping women to step into their power, to find their voice, to, to not only empower themselves, but to get the tools to help empower others and not just empower women, but to empower anyone that is in their life, in their community, in their country, in their world. That's what this is all about. And the SWAT Institute is just a safe place for women worldwide to come together to do the work, to do the work, you know, because we need a safe place where we can heal our own wounds where we can get the support that we need, where we can recognize and realize that together we are better. You know, what's that old saying? Uh, divided, what is it? United we stand, divided we fall. And certainly not that we are fighting anyone. We are really just trying to unite. And how amazing that we're starting to recognize that women from all over the world want the same things, respect, equality, fairness, um, safety, 
We want those things. And yes, we are uniting together to say it's time. Together we rise. Time's up and all those things. So today, if you're on the call and you're in the private vault, I would love to support you. And all you have to do is go to your keypad, either on your computer, if you're calling through the web or on your telephone, um, just go to your keypad and press star two. And star two will put you in the queue and then I can come and support you. And please know that there's nothing I love more than to see those hands rise and for me to know you're here, we're here, we're going to do this together. And for those of you who are becoming coaches yourself, you're becoming an empowerment coach through the SWAT Institute, this is a really great opportunity for you to allow me to work with you and at no charge. I mean, imagine I normally charge $500 an hour for coaching and this is an opportunity for you to be mentored by me. And really mentorship is free of charge. That's the truth. Real mentorship is someone who uh, has more expertise in an area and who is willing to spend some time supporting someone who wants to increase their knowledge in that area. And real mentorship is uh, done with a generous heart. And so that is why our SWAT students uh, as they get ready to graduate, they mentor women from around the world free of charge. Yes, we offer free mentorship coaching to any woman living anywhere in the world. And yes, you can have as many coaches as you want. In fact, you could have a mentor coach every week for the rest of your life. Um, and let me tell you, our coaches are extraordinary and we are always looking for women to support and mentor. Um, this is my give back on Fridays. Now we're doing it on the last Friday of every month. This is my give back. So I come on our conference line, our private conference line, and all you have to do is raise your hand and I'm here to mentor you, support you, empower you, encourage you, uplift you, help you see things through a different perspective. That's really what empowerment coaching is, is an opportunity for you to have someone who has no agenda in your life. Your decisions can't affect my life. And when you're mentoring someone, that person's decisions can't affect your life. So you're just really here. I'm just really here to help. I'm really here just to support and help you look at that same situation through a different perspective. In fact, a higher more empowered perspective so that you can start to see that when you're in a lower level of consciousness or what we refer to on the map of empowerment as a just a, a lower energy, a lower emotion, um, less empowered, less lit up, when you're just feeling down emotionally, you can't see things from the same lenses. You, you just don't access the same good choices. You're, maybe Carl Jung would, would say you're not tapping into the collective consciousness at a high level, you know. Um, and what we do is we help shift you first and foremost, help you get feeling better, and then we can tackle that situation or problem from a higher perspective so that you're like, oh, I never even looked at it that way. You're right. 
There are other options here. There are other, there's always choice. Empowerment equals choice. And when you think you have no choice, you disempower yourself. So I'm going to go to the phone lines. I do want to let you know someone has raised their hand in our private conference room here. Uh, for those of you, again, listening for the first time, just head over to www.swatinstitute.com and you'll see Chat with Crystal and you'll get the information on how you can call in or dial in through your computer, put in your PIN code and be private with us on this call. Uh, so I'm going to go to the phone lines. And again, if you're on the line right now and you'd like to do some coaching, all you have to do is press star two and you'll go in the queue. And uh, I'll open up your lines one by one, and we'll do some coaching together. So I'm going to open up our very first line. Welcome to the call. Welcome to Chat with Crystal. How can I support you today? All you have to do is say hello. Can you... Hello. I can. Hi. Who's this? Oh, this is Charlene. Charlene, welcome. Hi. How are you? Welcome. I'm, I'm good. I'm, it's strange now because as... You were talking, all of a sudden, I have this just, I, I just have just all these emotions. Like, I'm starting to cry right now. And I'm oh, not good. Even... Good. Oh, <laughs> good. You know what I love about tears? They are usually tears of truth when they just come out of nowhere. And then the oh. laugh, that's the laugh of truth. You'll hear me yeah. often saying that when I'm coaching someone. Sometimes I just say something. And okay, that person just instantly starts to giggle. Or they start to yeah. cry. And that just means uh-huh. your soul has just been like, it's it's spontaneous. You don't even have control over it. It just happens. No, and I actually don't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what, crying and, and, and yeah. all this right now. That's okay. So breathe um, into it. Breathe into it. Take a nice, big, deep breath. Let's get out of your busy brain. Plant two feet on the floor, wherever you are right now, and just feel yourself come down out of your busy brain, drop down into your body. Take some nice deep breaths and tell me what's going on for you. Yeah, great. I, um, so I've been struggling with something that I feel that recently I, for the life of me, I've been trying to shake it and it's really stuck in my head and I, I can't wrap my brain around it. Okay. And I don't feel, I would honestly say that overall in my life, I feel happy, yeah. content, yeah. peaceful. Yeah. But this, this thing that I'm going to talk to you about that is like, I'm struggling. Like I can't. Yeah. It's okay. Um, we all have that. Just so you know, you can be yeah. a very empowered person. But have a certain right. area of your life that, just like you said, I can't shake it. I can't wrap my brain it's around so it. Talk to me about it. Talk to me about it's it. So frustrating. Yeah, okay. You're um, frustrated. Great. Guess yes, what? Frustration yes. lies right under dignity and courage. So you're right on the edge. It. You're right on the yeah. edge. Okay, so let's push through <laughs> it. Tell me what you're so frustrated about. Oh, gosh. Um so years ago, I don't know, let's say five, four, I don't know, Crystal. It just doesn't years matter. Ago, yeah. Okay. I went, I went through really, really, you know, nah, horror, movie, movie-like divorce. I'm going to leave okay. it like that. Yeah. And I left him. I left a man of 23 years. I had to and, and the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. So 
during that time, um, and we were together for like 23 years. So we built a, um, you know, a relationship with community and people. And we were those, that couple. We had the house, the kids, all the people, all the friends. Yeah. You name it, it was us. Yep. But so, you know, me as a woman and, and a mom of four and all that stuff, you know, I leave and and you can only imagine. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And during this time, I have personally have developed um, for many, many years, Crystal, friendships with different individual women. Mm-hmm. And I have I have always been a woman who has had really deep relationships with women. I always felt yeah. that I'm a woman's woman. Yeah. And um and I know And they've all turned their back on you. Yes. Is that what's going and on? So pretty Charming. much and um, you're not a I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop you. We're both going to take a deep breath and say, isn't it a relief to know you're not alone? Isn't it a relief to know, Charlene, that you are amongst the millions of women who get divorced and suddenly is single and now you're a threat? You are now the beautiful single divorced mom that had the life and had the home and had it all. And you're now single. So guess what? You're not safe to a lot of women now. Yeah, it's hard it to get was, your head around, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, what, it was the hardest, Crystal. Like, like holy moly. Um, having a, a group of women, so let's say there's five of them, having a group of women that I personally have spent individual, like, years. We're talking 20 years. You before, invested and I, like, time into these women and thought they were lot. your real friends. Yes. And recently there was mm-hmm. one. This is what this is the one I can't shake this one. And I need yep. to shake it, Crystal. I gotta get over yep. this. One. We're gonna shake it today. So, Let me tell you, sister. Okay. We're gonna shake that okay. shit today, right yeah, off that devil person, off your back. I I whew. Um You're so there so was hurt. that group of girls. Let me tell you something, yes. Charlene. Here's what I'm fear hearing. Here's what I'm hearing. And I don't know you at all. We've never yeah. met. I don't know nope. what Charlene this is. Um, I can just feel it. I just got goosebumps. As I said, that ran through my body. So um, if out of the five, only one has really been terrible, you got good odds still. (laughs) No, they've all been actually terrible. It's just one kind of lingered, lingered. And and what, what the hardest part for me was is what they did and how they just like left like like, I kind of look at it like the light turned on and little cockroaches went, you know, like yeah. that. Like, no one, yeah. they didn't want to support. And I did no, have they don't. that. Listen, they and, don't. And it was, I had this lady who has been, like, playing both sides for the last four or five years. And this yeah. lady, like, like not joking you, a couple of weeks ago, she shows up at my door with her husband. Sit, we sit down. And, and I know, first of all, it, I was taken back that she showed up and cause I am not a person, like if someone wants to leave my life, then they yeah. got it, then they leave. I, I'm not going to force anyone to stay around if they don't want to stay around. And so I just peacefully just kind of like went on, you know, I never yeah. had this. That's not what you have to you do. Know, you don't have an there. option. You're going to go on. No, you, you don't have an option. Left. And then. And- and you didn't, this, this is the crazy thing I think a lot of people don't realize. Like, if you yes. could have, you would have made a 23-year marriage with four children work. It was a decision you made. Yes. Okay. So let's just carry yes. on from there. Mm-hmm. 
So now yes. you've got and this so woman who for four or five years has been playing both sides against the middle, meaning, let me just see if I got this right. She was okay. friends okay. Or was with you and your husband. Perhaps she's married, and her and her husband were friends with you and your husband. And now that you're not with your husband, she's playing both sides against you and your husband. So she's trying to pretend she's friends with both of you. No, she did that with the group of girlfriends. The girlfriends. Okay. So, so what does that mean? So what do you, mean? you have a group of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I had that group of girlfriends when I was married. So I was, I was the, I was like the one that brought all these women together. Yeah. Okay? So I was the yeah. excluder. So then, yeah. so then we were the alpha. Like a, Charlene, you're called yeah, the alpha. So we, you were the alpha okay, of the so group. Yes, so I was the alpha, and I brought women. I love bringing women together, Crystal. Of course you do. Yeah, I'm all about that. Like, I'm all about, you know, bringing them together. I've never been. I'm one of those women. Like, I really, really support women, and I have women's back. And so Mm -hmm. when this happened, I think for me, because I never think this way. Like, I never thought that way. You don't leave your girl. I know, and that's why. And Charlene, that's why Ooh. it's so hurtful. Why it's so hurtful is because yeah. your brain can't get your head around the fact that women could do this to lovely, yes. kind, beautiful you. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought, you know what, what's the point in having friends when you are, like, when you really need someone to have your back and just support you, they just leave. And you're like, yeah. oh, my goodness. This is time for you to let go, let go, and see it for what it is. Forgive them from afar. You were the friends that I needed, but you're not the friends I want. And I forgive you for not being the friends I want because I'm supposed to be learning a lesson right now because of this. I'm actually pushing you high right now, Charlene. A lot of women, what? I would take, I'm pushing you high right now because okay, you're on the cusp of stepping back into your power. And this situation with these women, it's straight. Oh. And I'm going to tell you, this happened to me once years ago. I really? loved a woman so much as a friend. I loved okay. her. I loved her children. I loved her. Yes. I loved her. Like she was my friend and she was younger than me. And I almost felt like I was a sister to her like I loved her yeah I supported her I empowered her I and then I heard things that she said about me behind my back that were so gut-wrenching it was like a punch in the stomach and you know that I shut down and stopped going to my community events for nearly five years because she was so we were both big in the community and when I heard okay she was saying about me to other people in the community I oh. was like, I'm not fighting this. I'm, I'm going to have dignity. I'm going to rise above yep. this. Interestingly yep. enough, Charlene, I went to a community event for the first time last weekend okay. and walked in and realized I've healed this. And she was there and she came right up to me she and hugged there. me and her kids hugged me. And I actually saw her little daughter and her daughter looked like she wanted to burst with emotions because she loved me. I was Auntie Crystal. Oh. She hasn't seen her five years. I could see her daughter, who's now only 11, and her face was like when you see a little kid that just wants to burst into tears, they're so happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I forgave them, and I just realized I was too much. I was too much again. 
You don't know. You didn't even realize my love was real because you're a wounded woman and you didn't even realize that I truly had your back and you didn't have mine. And I forgive you now for that. But I won't, I won't unless, see, I'm still too forgiving. Like, I'm like, I won't let you back in. But there's a part (laughs) where I'm like, I just promoted something of hers today to someone just because that's still my nature. nature. I, I, I see now, I see now. And there's other women out there, Charlene, for you who are coming, who are not part of the old dynamic, who are not part mm-hmm. of the old friend, friend structure, who yeah, they're coming for you. There's always has to be a letting go of the old to make room for the new. And it's mm-hmm. a really hard place to climb and have the courage to get neutral. It's and you're right at the cost because yeah. you're angry. And I actually hear those tears are frustration tears. And a lot of times women cry when we're angry instead of speaking our truth and saying, how dare you do what you've done to me when I loved you? Yeah. And it was so unnecessary. Like, you just don't need to treat people that way. You just don't. Why do you think she needed to do that? Why do you think she did that? Like, why do you think from, if you could just take the 30,000 foot view, rise up a little higher above this. Imagine you're just so strong in your real self, your woman energy, you're loving, you're kind, the woman who has other women's backs. Tell me, what do you think she sees about you now that you're single? I have a funny feeling. Well, I'm, no, Chris, attractive. I'm not single. Oh, you're not single. I'm not single. I'm remarried. No, you're no, remarried I'm now. Remarried. I yeah. No, no. Okay, I'm, so I'm, they're I'm just now judging you. So are they judging you that yeah. you left the first husband and then found love again? I don't think this one really. They knew my ex-husband was he. He was a son of a gun. So, so I don't why think, do you think that. Why do you think? It so was you the take a higher perspective. Just rise okay. above it right now and talk to me like you're a judge in a court of law mm-hmm. without any emotions and you had the wisdom to look at both sides and say, okay, so this is Charlene right here. Mm-hmm. And then this is that friend right here. And that friend is going to give their perspective to the judge right now to defend herself or explain herself. If you could just have that, just that intuitive wisdom right now to pretend you were her, what do you think she'd say? The one that I am talking about, I believe that what she just did was purely because she didn't she didn't want to make a choice. She okay, pretty wait. much wanted. So to give me the yeah. cliff notes version of what she did. Like, give me the the ten second, fifteen second version of what she did. Let like let's not make she, it about what she did. What did she do? So she um she's like she came over like a couple of weeks ago and she came to my house with her husband and she came and basically apologized and she said to me you know the whole she did the whole thing she stayed here for 3 hours in my house and she mm-hmm. basically said I'm so sorry Charlene for doing what you know for not having your back you know these girls have been so mean I've I've seen it with my own eyes like you are you know she did the whole thing Crystal like you're an amazing human being like you just have this heart and this was not good and she did the right. whole thing okay she says so I, and you know she told me no listen she said I I choose you Charlene okay so I then what did she do and then and once you left then, she you know, didn't she, choose then, you then, then she said I choose you and then she said so I'm going to tell them that I choose you and I don't like them being like what they've been doing 
And she goes, and then I'm going to let you know. And I'm like, and I didn't ask her to do this. And she's doing this on her own. I'm like, okay, okay. And she asked for my forgiveness, Crystal. Like she was like, okay. please forgive me. Like, you yep. know, so I forgave her. And I said, listen, you don't have to ask anymore. We're, we're good. Okay. And one week later, mm-hmm. she, the girls that she was going to tell one week later, there was a post on Instagram and she's with those girls that she was going to tell that, you know, they've been mean to me and they're dead. And she went to the movies and took pictures with them and I haven't heard anything after that. Okay. And that's really hurtful to you because you're like, I thought you it had was, my back. You forget. What? It was let's pretend she's in a court of jaw in law right now and she's standing yeah. before the judge. I'm going to pretend I'm her for a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm going to pretend I'm her and I'm going to say, your honor, I do think Charlene is an amazing woman. I do, I do feel terrible for the way these friends have treated her, but they've treated me nice and they're my friends and I hate what they've mm-hmm. done to her, but they're my friends and I'm trying to, to do the right thing and I feel like I'm in the middle and I don't know why they don't like Charlene because Charlene is an amazing woman and I, for, I apologized and I thought we were good and I didn't realize I had to pick sides. And then, Charlene, yeah. now you're going to tell the judge yeah. your side. Tell me your side now. Um, I'm so hurt that I'm no, not I would in tell the judge group. Yeah, I, I would say I, I never asked to go to the movies. Yeah, I didn't want her to pick sides. I didn't want her to, like, she, there was not necessary for her to, basically, it was literally, like, stabbing me in the back. she come up to my house. And, you know, trying to ask me for forgiveness and all this stuff, which I never asked her for, Crystal. And she sat here. And okay, then, wait a second. Now I'm going to go. I'm going to be the judge, and I'm going to hit the okay on the gavel. I'm going to hit the gavel. <laughs> yeah. Stop. You're very emotional right now. We're in a court of law. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear your emotions about someone stabbing you in the back. Okay. The judge would say. The judge would say. So yep. she came to your home. She apologized. She said she's going to tell the girls that what they've done is mean. To you. And she chooses me. And she chooses you. Okay, so she chooses yep. you. And then she's a week later out at the movies. Let me ask you, is this woman in mother energy, generally speaking? Does she try um, to please everybody? I would definitely say that she's, I don't think she's a, I don't think, Crystal, I don't think she's trying to please everybody. I think what do that you think she, she's doing? I think that she, she just, she's, she's, She's I'm going to what tell I you something, Charlene. She's actually not. She's actually trying, and the other ones are the meanies. Mm-hmm. The other ones are the meanies. The other ones are actually really mean to you, and she actually is like, shit. I feel like shit about myself that we've all done this to Charlene, but they're my friends. Mhm. And I would let them all go. Yeah, I, I want to let them all of them on Facebook. Yeah, I yeah, would I maybe right. even block them all. Gosh, yeah, I would go on Instagram and stop following them. Yeah, you're right. That's what I had to do. I had to. I had to for my own sanity, and I stopped going to the events. And you know what? I didn't miss out on anything because when I went on the weekend, okay. you know what I thought? You know what I thought? What? Nothing's changed. You're <laughs> all the same. It's been five years, and since that time, I've been on Oprah. I've been featured in the New York Post. I've been featured on, <laughs> and guess where you all are? The same. Talking about the same things. Gossiping you about have the tea? same people. 
you did have really peace when you decided to let go. Like, yeah, is. Oh, it took a okay. while. I cried a lot. I had moment. moments okay. where I'd cry. I'd have moments where I wanted to tell everyone my side. I had moments yeah. where I was like, I can't believe this is being said about wonderful me. Like, wonderful me, who's literally done nothing but be kind to this woman. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? This no, woman didn't bizarre. know how to receive my pure love she didn't believe it she couldn't believe it because she'd never had a woman in her life that was as honest and authentic and kind and supportive so it's just she couldn't get her head around who I was it wasn't about me Mm -mm. and I had a chuckle I had a I'm gonna be really mean (laughs) I had a chuckle because I gotta tell you when we were friends even five years ago she would constantly talk to me about you can lose weight. You yeah. need to lose weight. You know what? You'd be mm-hmm. so much happier if you lost some weight. And when I got there, I thought, oh, my God, you're oh. bigger than me now. <laughs> you're like, oh, girlfriend. I actually thought, wow, so it's five years older. You're five years older. You see that life isn't. That sounds so mean. It sounds catty that I said it. But I actually had a I little giggle think- inside and thought, oh, my God, the power I gave you over me for so long. And you're not all that. Yeah. And I have other amazing friends who don't take from me now. Yeah, I was too much of mother, and you were the one that was organizing oh, all of these events. I was too much You were too much mother. Yeah, it was me too. Me too. Too much mother. I was too. You're I was right. the one who would watch her kids. I would. I just love yep. to support. And I just, you know what I was? I was hurt. I was hurt. And I, I was so hurt that I just couldn't get my head around why she didn't. And then I just had to realize this was me healing my relationship with women. This is me healing my relationship with my mother. This is so much bigger than this woman. She just served as a, as a, she served a role in my life. She served a role in my life. And I, Right. I now get that it wasn't even about her back then. Is that I needed to stop being the overgiver in all my relationships, expecting you to think I'm amazing. I need to stop overgiving in all my relationships. I need to stop buying things for my friends. I need to stop always picking up the tab on every restaurant that we go to. I need to stop being the babysitter for all my friends' kids because I'm Mother Earth. I need to become mm. a woman again. I need to be a woman. I need to be a woman just like you, girlfriend. I need mm-hmm. to stop being the mother to all these women, and I need to start showing up like a woman. And that actually changed me dramatically, even in my career. It started changing it dramatically mm-hmm. with my children. I realized, oh, my God, I'm not going to be anyone's punching bag. And Mother Earth and love them through it all. I can love nope. you. I forgive yeah. you. You'll never sit at my table again. And when I see someone in my life that's displaying the same, the same behaviors, I need mm-hmm. to ding, 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 ding. You know that saying, kind of like bit once, shame on you, bit twice, shame on me. Yep. I need so to true. now start to see that and see like there are amazing women in the world. There really are, but they have to have done the work to be my friend because if they haven't the done the work. Now. They can't be my friend. They don't know how to be my friend. They don't know how to meet me where I'm at. They don't know how to celebrate my success. They, right. they, they, they hang off me like they're desperate for me to celebrate them. I can't have that. It has to be equal. No, no, no. It right? has to go equal. It has, it has to be equal. To be, 
100%, man. Even the way this woman came, even the way the woman came to your house, like, you're remarried, you're the queen again, I'm coming to beg you for forgiveness, like, you're the queen. No. That was so weird. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank God it. Thank you. I forgive you. Now I'm going to delete and block you. Yeah. That's what you need to do. I hate to say it. I used to be so like. No, I, 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 I like. Piece. I need. I like directness, Crystal, and that's what the I other love piece. about me. Let her slap you on the other side. Show everyone how you're such a good Christian woman. Now I'm like, I am a good Christian woman, but guess what? <laughs> no, I turned the other piece and kept on walking. Thank you, thank you, and I, I'll be kind to you. When I see mm-hmm. you, I forgive you, but I'll never let you back into my heart, soul, mind, life, consciousness again. No. Right. They've already shown you who they are. Yeah. Believe them, as Maya Angelou would say. They've already shown you who they are. When someone shows you who they that's, are, believe that's, them. That's, that's so interesting. I, I literally have that. I've had that saying in my song for years. Well, there you go. Believe yeah, you that's it right there. I always advice. say, people tell you their truth. You're right. Yeah. And well, now when you. it when it was. So wow, now you can actually you. think to yourself, thank you so oh. much for showing me the truth so I can move on, forgive you, and move on, and develop relationships. And you know what the truth is? I don't have tons of friends anymore. Yeah. I have a lot yeah. of amazing colleagues and women that I I might meet and we're, we definitely, I would consider them friends, but okay. they're not filling my cup and I'm yeah. not filling their cup. We yep. have filled cups and when we connect, <laughs> it's fulfilling because we're fulfilled. And yeah. when I start to get into a relationship where I realize every conversation is about you. Yeah, no, oh. exactly. Every, you're always in drama. Yeah, we're always talking about you. Mm, this needs to end. And I think that that is a position that I put myself in. Yeah. Um, through the years, coming, you know, me, me being in that mother energy, me being yep. that person that you're exactly what you, the one that's been picking up the phone and checking on you, yes. asking about your kids, inviting yes. you to lunch, doing all and that stuff. And that's why you're so hurt. You're hurt. Yeah. And then you're the reality is, you're like. Yeah, you're like that's good. Right. We got to have it both ways. We have to have it both ways. So that was my that was my so, responsibility. I, I and you that realize that when I, you I stop picking up the phone, no one's picking up. They they aren't. But guess what? It's time to put your energy yep. into things that are going to make your life really meaningful. And those right. friends, they're not meaningful enough for you anymore. No. Mm-mm. And when something is no longer meaningful doesn't mean it's bad it just means right. it's not meaningful for you right it's not meaningful for right. you and if it's not meaningful for you then move on right and forgive them for not being able to keep up with you you are too much right. for them your changes scare them you leaving a 23 year marriage and falling in love again and having a new life filled with love and excitement scares them they don't That's want their so husbands weird. around you i know isn't that and their so husbands weird, don't Christian. want their wives around you you are too much now you're no longer mother energy you're woman energy woman yeah, energy woman. only works with other woman energy yeah 
Like you're going to have to meet me as a woman here. And if you can meet me as a woman, we're good. And if you decide to become my daughter, it's not going to work. And if you want to mother me, ooh, that's not going to work either. Although I have to tell you, I always like those mother energy women in my life. (laughs) Because sometimes it's just so nice to have a woman that's so loving to me. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh, she's a lot of mother energy. But you know what? She just eats you up alive. She just gets you and eats you up. She loves me up. She loves me up, but it's going to be hard to have a long, meaningful relationship with her because at some point I need her to step up for herself. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yep. You know, you feeling better? I can feel it. Yeah, I am, girl. Good. Shake that devil (laughs) off the back now. Literally give yourself a shake, shake that off and say, oh, I don't need to be carrying that. That thing that you were like, can't wrap my head around it. It's really easy to wrap your head around it now because you understand it. It's not about you. It's right. It's yeah. about them. It's about them. It's about it's them. Just, but when you have to like really, when you go through your life, whoever has whatever you know transition that they go through, we all go through some shit. And yeah. so when you when you go through yours, so I went through mine, which was you know the, yeah. my big one. I've had a, I've had other trust me in yeah. my life big ones, yeah. but this particular one, it is like a wow crystal yeah. because you see life so differently, and you are like what in the world was going on with me? And that's where I'm at right now. And I'm just processing the reality of the real truth, you know, in people, what I say. And, and yeah. that you're a hunt, just hearing you today, first of all, I'm going to say thank you. You're welcome. Because this is the, I, I've been dying to talk to you this week. I knew that I needed this energy oh, from you and, and this conversation. Oh, that's so, I was like, like last night, you should have seen today, like even with like trying to get on this call, I I just had this like feeling I needed to talk to you today because well, I'm glad basically you I'm glad everything you that you said, I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah, because everything you said is exactly true. It is just, it's, it ha- it's not me. It's a, re- no, it's them. It's and, not you. Yep. Well, it's you nope. and the fact that you're changing and your change scares yes. them. It scares yes. people. Yes, it does. Yeah, it just it does. does. And you've changed the dynamic of the group. It's not the same anymore. And yeah. you know, one of these bizarre. things just doesn't belong. It's like, <laughs> you know, we learned this on Sesame Street. We learned this on Sesame Street. And, the, you know, they'd have like three squares in a circle and they'd go, that's, you know, I literally remember it from Sesame Street when I yeah. was five years old. One yeah. of these things just doesn't belong. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Me. It was always and, me. And, and, <laughs> and always like, like, and, and that's, that's funny because that, when you, when again, when I tell you all these women, you know, 20 something years ago when I brought them together, they didn't know each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was, I brought them and, and I'm the one, Crystal. And this who, is all, listen, you know what I'm hearing right yeah. now is this is your yeah. ruler, mother energy. When I talk about mother energy, is this, this is your ruler. Yeah, what's like, a ruler? The ruler is like the queen. She's the queen the and queen. she's like, I brought you all together. I did. Yeah. I, I did. I did. Because I love celebrating women. Right. And how shall yeah. you overthrow the queen? <laughs> they did, right. Crystal. They, 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 they went off the queen. And then, and then of course, and of course, the, this other one, oh, Lordy, she rised, you know, and became the new queen. Yeah. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah. Yep. So there's a new queen. You've been overthrown. But guess what? You're yeah. going to go out and build okay. a new tribe. 
of yeah, women. And I, they might not be your friends. They might be your clients. They might be your students. Okay. They might be your followers. They might be your fans. And you'll mm-hmm. always take your rightful place as the queen of your life. But you don't need to be the right. queen over them. Right. Okay. We're going right. to end with this. Are you ready? Listen to okay. this, Charlene. Okay. Let me hear it. That was easy. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Do it again. Okay. It's a little staples click button. That was easy. <laughs> okay, let me do this. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I That's everyone. Every woman needs to get one of those red easy buttons. And just every that time you go, yeah, that was easy. Moving on. Let's shake it off. I can hear you laughing now. Shake you came on crying. And now yes, you're laughing. And now you shifted laughing. back up into your truth and back into the truth yes. of who you are as a woman. And you're empowered again. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There You're you awesome. go. Thank you, darling. So good. I really do. Thank you, okay, darling. Great. We have other callers, so I'm going to move on and go to our next caller okay. now. Thanks so much, Charlene, for calling in today. Thank you. Woo woo. I love that when that works out. Okay, we're going to the next cell phone. I think it's someone from Michigan. You never know, though, who raised their hand. All you have to do is say hello. Is that me? Hello? It's you. Hi. Who's this? Yay. Hey, this is Amber. Amber. Hi. Yes, I finally got on here. <laughs> Excellent. Amber, let's talk about what's going on for you. All right. Well, um, honestly, I was not going to raise my hand. I was just going to listen. Mm-hmm. But something told me I needed to raise my hand, and now I'm sitting here shaking. <laughs> take a deep breath. Let's do the same thing Charlene did. Let's take a nice, big, deep breath. Put two feet on the floor. Feel yourself come down out of your busy brain and come down into your body. Connect with your breath. Just take a deep breath. It's the best thing you can do is just just get grounded and come <laughs> down into your body and then tell me what's going on for you. So, um, well, there's a lot going on, actually. I've had a lot of changes in my life the last six months or so. Um, mm-hmm. I up and moved to a different state. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I've had... I think what's really been bothering me is I've had a lot of relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with a guy, and right before I left to New Mexico, he had cheated on me. Um, mm-hmm. I have been in a lot of move. Mm, no, because I was already going to um, up and move to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. I do traveling ultrasound and. Um, so I am now like in a different state every three months or so. Did you, I'm um, sorry, I just missed what you said. I do traveling. Ultrasound. Ultrasounds. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you move from state to state doing traveling ultrasounds. Uh-huh. Yep. And um, I had talked to him. I mean, we had been on again, off again for two years. And so I'm so glad that he finally cheated on you so you could be done with him. Oh, my gosh, I needed to be. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that's good. Thank you so much for being an asshole because right. I was moving away anyways, and you just sealed yep. the deal. Well, the worst part is, is I almost, like, I was going to do it regardless, but I still right. asked him permission. <laughs> so, but, no, it was a good thing. Yeah. Um, although then, he wasn't the one course, for you. He wasn't one for you. He wasn't. But nope. then I come to New Mexico. I find that I miss him. And then we were trying to work on things. And Ugh. I just finally came to the realization Ugh. that 
I Good. know, I know. It's so bad. <laughs> One of these um, things finally... that doesn't belong. <laughs> and it's him. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so I completely blocked him out of my life. Um, blocked his number. He can't get a hold of me. Um, I blocked him on Facebook, everything. Yep. But then I find myself now trying to fill a void. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I yep. know that I can be happy by myself. I mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. But it was what like... What are you trying to fill um, the void? What What is the void? First of all, tell me when you think about the void. Why don't you take a deep breath, close your eyes, and literally see if you can travel in your body and find the place in your body that feels like it's the void. Let's go to the void. Let's just travel around. Where does the void sit in your body? Where do you feel that void? In my chest. In your chest. Great. Just go into it. Let's not run away from it because that void wants your attention. That's why you're trying to feed it. Okay? So the void is like, I need your attention right now, Amber. I know you're trying to fill this void with things, but I need you just to to come into yourself, into your chest, into your solar plexus, into your breath, into your being. Let's both just travel into that place. If you could give that void a color, what does it look like? Black. Black. The black void. Mm-hmm. How long has that void felt like it's been inside of you? Mm, for a while. Yeah. Let's go back. Do you remember when you first started feeling like that void was forming? How old were you? Just ask the void. Like, you can just ask it. It'll tell you. You don't even have to think about it, Charlotte. I mean, Amber, it's not in your brain. Ask the void in your body to say, if I could talk to you, and I can, because there's me and there's you, and you're inside of me. You're not me. The void is not you, but the void is inside of you. So talk to that void, that black spot. Close. Keep your eyes closed. Just go into it and say, how long have you been here? What does your void tell you? High school. Probably. That's great. Stay with it. Don't overthink it. What did you say? Oh, no, you said don't overthink it. I said I know. (laughs) Yeah, okay, don't overthink it. Just go into the void. When do I first remember feeling you? What was happening? Just breathe Um, into it. Ask your body, not your brain. When do I first remember feeling you forming? What was happening? What does your body tell you? There was a kid at school that I really, really, really liked, had a crush on, and yeah. he uh, he always messed around with me, but then, like, joking around, it made me think he liked me, too, and mm-hmm. then he ended up dating multiple of my friends. <laughs> oh, I really hurt you. There's a laugh of truth. So yeah. there was this guy I really liked, and I'd never even really liked someone in that way before this, had you? Can you remember before him? No. Okay, great. So let's go back to him. Isn't it interesting how sometimes we had no ideas the person that would come up will come up? So (laughs) that void first started to form when you were in high school. Do you remember his first name? He's never going to (laughs) listen. Joel. Joel. Do you remember when you first met Joel and you're joking around with Joel and all of a sudden you, for the first time in your young life, your hormones started you started feeling excitement, butterflies. You felt this connection to him. And he would mess around with you. He would joke with you. And you really thought, wow. And then when he never dated you and he dated all your friends, what did it make you feel about yourself? Mm, that I wasn't good enough. Right. Yeah. 
So just go into that feeling of like, I, for the first time in my life, just started thinking, I'm not good enough for guys I like. So what did you do back then to start filling the void so that you didn't have to feel not good enough? What did you do? (laughs) Here's the worst part. After he dated a bunch of my friends, he finally decided that I was good enough for him and I dated him. (laughs) Okay. And then he dated all your friends and then he finally dated you. And then what happened with Joel? Um, Well, he was a loser. (laughs) Um, He was definitely no good. Yeah. He cheated on me. Um, Yeah. He hurt you. And he did, yeah. Hurt you. Joe really hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to acknowledge that. I know this might sound so bizarre right now, Amber, that I'm going to actually suggest you do this, but I would love for you to write Joel a letter. Joel, way back to high school. <laughs> I know, you might be like, what? How? Can-? But I want you to write Joel a letter, and you're going to send it to me. And in I that letter... Confession. Yeah, you still talking to Joel? Um, I've already wrote the letter. I just mm-hmm. haven't burned it yet. Good job. We're on track. Good job. Good job, Amber. You wrote the letter to Joel. You can still send it to me because guess what's powerful is is having those letters witnessed and validated by someone. It really allows you to name it and claim it. And in fact, I'd like you to go back to the letter and juice it up. Really put in all the things, all the hurts that he caused you, how he changed you how he created a great void inside of you, how ever since he did that to you, you've been telling yourself a story when it comes to men that you're not good enough and you actually choose men who will hurt you. It's a it's a pattern and a belief system now that needs to be broken. Yeah. It, and you've got to do it. You've got to do this for yourself, Amber. And you've got to really write it out and give yourself permission to grieve what that first experience about love, how it changed your heart. You know, high school can be a wicked, wicked time for us girls, women. And that high school love that can break our hearts, holy, it can change us for a lifetime if we don't do the work because a broken heart has to be healed. And we actually have to do the work to heal it so that we can get back to having a whole heart who's ready to love and be loved. It doesn't heal itself just through time. It has it heals with work and a commitment to yourself that you're going to heal this story that you're not good enough and that this guy did this to you and you let it mean something about you. Like we're going to call him a douchebag. <laughs> we're going to call Joel the douchebag. And yeah. You get to actually realize Joel is a loser douchebag who I've unconsciously given my power to for how old are you now, Amber? Uh, 29. 29. I gave Joel douchebag loser power over my ability to trust myself and know how beautiful and worthy and lovable I am and how I'm more than enough. But I let that change me do you see how it changed you over time oh yeah yeah well and I definitely see it with my patterns like you said I mean pretty much every relationship after that cheated on me uh do you have a you because you probably also have a belief system deep down even if you like I know there's good guys out there 
But probably <laughs> deep down, you have a story around men that goes something like, tell me. Well, that there's not good ones out there. <laughs> yeah, um, and I tend to find them. Yeah. And yeah, I, I want to fill the void again. So I'm going to tell you something, Amber. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to fall in love. You're 29. That's very natural. <laughs> there's nothing yeah. wrong with you saying, I know I can be really happy without someone in my life, but I would love to have someone in my life. That's part of being human. We're not mm-hmm. meant to be lone wolves. We're not meant to go it alone. I mean, if we have to go it alone, we certainly can go it alone. But mm-hmm. life is more beautiful when you have someone to do it with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with you saying, I just really would love to find a good guy to love and be loved by. Now, you have to believe there are good guys out there that will love you and be faithful to you and that your good guy is on his way. (laughs) There's a laugh of truth. So you have to write the letter and juice it up and send it to me, and then you're going to do a burning ritual, and I'll burn it here too. Don't you worry. I'll print it off, and I'll burn it. I might even take a picture for you when I burn it in my bonfire. (laughs) And we'll both burn it. We'll cut the chains. We'll be like energetically, poof, don't need to be carrying this energy anymore you need to see joel in your mind's eye and tell him everything you need to tell him and then cut the cord and see him float off to the universe bye-bye joel and bye-bye men like joel but there are truly a lot of really 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 good guys in the world amber there are i have one my daughters both have one (laughs) yeah they really do like absolutely salt of the earth love you to the ends of the earth never let you down, love you unconditionally, got your back, even when I sometimes don't have my own back. They, he has mine. And so do my daughters. Yep. You have to believe there are good guys out there for you to find one. If you don't believe it, you can't. What's that saying? Uh, something I, It's on the tip of my tongue, something about um, people will say, I'll believe it when I see it. And I say, well, you're never going to see it then because you got to believe it first. Yeah. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you want to find love with a really good guy? 10 being, I need to. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, 10, definitely. Yeah, 10. Good. That's okay. So you desire it. You really <laughs> do desire love and to be loved by a good guy. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, I believe it. Like with every ounce of my being, how much do you believe you are going to find a really good guy who will love you to the ends of the earth? How much do you believe it? In this current moment, probably a six. <laughs> right. So here's the art of manifesting. Here's manifesting 101. You have to want it with a 10 and you have to believe it with a 10. So right now, it's not a matter of you wanting it. And that's why when some people say, like, just create a vision board, just burning desire it's like well that's the starting but if i don't believe it i'll get in the way of it even if it were right in front of me because i can't see it i can't see it happening i can't trust that person when they come along i will test them constantly to see if they're and eventually when someone's being tested ugh, they walk away and your your radar is set for imagine you wanted a white jeep so you wanted i want to buy a white jeep That's my dream car. 
And I put the white Jeep on the vision board. Everywhere you go, you're going to see white Jeeps. Oh, there's someone driving a white Jeep. There's the white Jeep I want. If you don't want a white Jeep, <laughs> you don't notice white Jeeps. So here's the thing. You have to start getting really locked in on what you want, the kind of guy you want, so that you really start seeing the good guys and not the bad boys. Well, and it's you, so funny that you say that because I think in a way I'm already starting to kind of do that. Um, so after Chris and I broke up, I was like, I'm just going to get on a dating site and just see what happens. <laughs> and I met this guy and at first he seemed really cool. And then he kind of turned into a douche too. Yeah. And it's so funny because I was listening to one of your calls and you had said something along the lines of, I sabotage because it does not align with my truth. There it is. And that weekend, him and I got into a big fight. <laughs> I haven't even met this guy yet. We were just talking over the internet and I got and you're into already a big fighting. fight with him. And I know, and I completely, we blocked each other. We haven't talked yet. And Good. He's not for again, you. and I was like, He's not for it you. was not supposed to happen. <laughs> no, it's not for you. Listen, it's not for you. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'll tell you, and I'm not saying my love story is the love story, but I met, okay. I had been so badly hurt. I call him the gigolo. I call him the gigolo. He's my gigolo. Like when I write my memoir one day, no names are in the book. Everyone's got an archetype. Like there's the gigolo, there's the beloved grandmother, there's the best friend, there's the ex-husband. No no names need to go in there. No one ever needs to know yep. names, but everybody's got an archetype. You know how I teach an archetype, so I have a funny feeling. Yep. Okay, yep. so the gigolo, I didn't know it was a gigolo, but I'm lying because the truth is he was a gigolo before I started dating him, but somehow I thought I could change the gigolo, and the gigolo would love me so much he would not be a cheater. You can't change, you know, it's like, you know what he would tell me through the seven years of dating him? Every so often we'd be sitting on the couch watching TV, and he would cry telling me how much he loved me. I just love you so much. It never occurred to me it was guilt. It never occurred yeah. to me that he was probably just tormented with guilt because I was so loving to him and my children loved him. And every so often he would cry and I would think, do other women have men that love them so much they cry? Well, my new husband does. Well, he's been 11 years, my husband. He cries sometimes out of love, but I'll be like, okay, wait, why are you crying? <laughs> what are you crying about? Why are you crying? <laughs> I just love you so much. I'm like, why do I always have men that cry and tell me how much they love me? Um, anyways, moving on. I was so hurt by the gigolo. I finally realized he cheated on me again. And I, I loved him so much that I actually, we talked about, it. I'm like, why can't you be faithful? Why? What is it? And he'd be like, baby, baby, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's like, I see these men that are faithful and I'm like, I white knuckle it. We were that close that he could tell me, he's like, it's like, I'm an alcoholic. I don't understand men that that don't cheat. I don't know what to do. And it's like, I know that I have the best woman in the world. It's like knowing you have the best home cooked meals, but every so often you go through the McDonald's drive through and then realize how shit it is out there. And you've got everything you ever wanted at home. And that's when the del the ding went off in my brain. And I said, I have to get out of this. I have to yeah, leave this relationship. Those same things. I cannot be with a man who sees me as the home-cooked meal, but every so often he still needs to go through the McDonald's drive-thru. No. Yep. And when I ended it with him, we cried. He literally said, I wish I could cut my chest open right now and put you inside and stitch it back up. And we bawled and he left. And for a year, I cried every day because I didn't leave him because I didn't love him. I left him because 
I didn't respect myself in that relationship. And every day for a year, I would meditate in the morning on what would courage have me do? What would courage have me do? And every day courage would say, you can't call him. You can't take him back. He's not done any work to change. He's not gone to a therapist. He's already dating the girl that he cheated on you with, Crystal. He's now dating her. You, you, oh, gosh. <laughs> it's done. And finally, a year later, this is a true story. It was his birthday, his 40th birthday. You got to realize this was like 12, 13 years ago. It was his, oh, maybe not that long. Anyways, yeah, 12, 13 years ago. Um, it was his 40th birthday, and I was not getting over him. It had been a year, and I just thought, maybe we should just meet for a coffee. And just, just like you know how you said you left the guy from wherever, and then you moved to New Mexico, and then you just felt an empty void? Mm-hmm. I felt that empty void. I would drink wine every night. I'd get the kids to bed. I live in the middle of nowhere. I wasn't dating. i drink wine at night and cry and feel like, am I ever going to have that love? Because we did have a love. We just had a cheater. doesn't mean cheaters don't know how to love you. He loved me. He deeply loved me and I knew it, but I couldn't be in a relationship with a man who couldn't be faithful. So yeah. I, um, I called him. I called him. It was a year. I called him. Baby, baby, baby. We talked till three in the morning. Baby, I love you. I still love you. If you would take me back, I would do anything. Baby, baby, baby. So I said, well, what are you doing for your 40th birthday? Why couldn't he just tell me the truth? Instead, he said, would you see me? You'd see me? I said, it was on the Friday, Friday night. <laughs> I said, well, why don't we get together on Friday? Okay, I'm so stupid, Amber. I didn't just meet him for coffee. I decide, okay, I'm going to get the kids away for the night. I'm going to have a free night. Like I haven't had sex in a long time. And maybe <laughs> we're going to have a glass of wine and we're going to get rekindled. And guess what? He stood me up. He stood oh, me up. I couldn't believe this was the guy who talked till three in the morning on the Wednesday, two days earlier, telling me, I still love you. I'm, I would do anything to come back together. So that was it. I wrote my goodbye letter the next day on that Saturday. I wrote the goodbye letter. I wrote everything you've done to me, how you changed me, how you hurt me, how you've made me, I feel more alone than I've ever felt in my entire life. I have no relationship with my family. I don't have you anymore. I feel like it's me and my children against the world. I don't know that I will ever love again. I am broken. I'm broken and I don't know that I will ever be healed. And I burnt that letter. And after that letter, I then wrote a letter to myself. I actually put it in my book, Simply Empowered, years later when I wrote the book, Simply Empowered, and it's in there. I wrote a letter to myself about all the qualities a man would have to have for me to ever consider dating him. I wrote four pages. (laughs) Four (laughs) pages of qualities that he would have to have. And funny enough, that evening, I'd probably not gone out in so long. My girlfriend called me up and said, Crystal, you've lost your mojo. If he could do that to you, this could happen to any woman. If this could happen to you, this could happen to any woman. This is not about you. You need to go out. Let's go out. And I was like, no, I don't feel like going out. The kids were away for the weekend. She was like, you don't have any kids. Come and stay at my house. Let's go out tonight. But I tell you, I went out that night and guess who I met? My yeah, husband. <laughs> I did. I met him that night. And on our third date, he pulled his chair to my knees. I told him, I cried. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm broken. 
I am not interested. He pulled me knee to knee and said, you may not know this, but I'm the man for you. And I know you're the woman for me. And three months later, he put a $25,000 diamond on my finger. And without me ever talking about marriage, I had no idea it was coming. But he was like, I got to lock this thing up. Like, I got to lock it up. Like, I do not want her to slip away. And you know what? When he asked me to marry him, without any confidence of knowing I would say yes, I just thought to myself, Crystal, just let yourself be loved. Stop choosing the bad boys. You were with him for seven years. He didn't put a faint ring on your finger. You got this man right now who loves God who loves children, who loves nature, who loves bonfires, who loves the country, who plays every musical instrument. No, he's not six foot five and doesn't have shoulders as wide as a linebacker. But he's, he's love and he loves you. And when I would look into his eyes, I would feel like I actually told him this. This is the craziest thing I've ever said in my life. But when I look in your eyes, I feel like I'm looking into the eyes of Jesus. That's what our relationship was. It wasn't all the fireworks, not that we didn't have fireworks, but it was safe. And I've come to learn that when you're with someone who makes you feel safe, you're in a good place. Because the guy who scares the shit out of you, that's usually a sign. Yeah. Go with where you feel loved and safe and secure. And you know this person has your back. And he's on his way. You know what I did for a year before I met Aaron? I would meditate on what would courage have me do. And then I would say, I know there's an amazing man out there and he's coming for me. Every day, 10 times a day. And I would actually <laughs> laugh at myself and say, clearly you don't believe it yet because you're still saying it. But <laughs> at some point, my brain decided to believe it. And it hasn't been easy. We've had our highs and lows. Nobody is perfect. And, and relationships take a commitment to stay through the hard times, because what I've learned is even through those hard times, there's always the hills again. There's valleys in every relationship, but there's always the hills. When you're back up on the top of the summit with that person, you're like, God, I'm so glad I stuck it in with you because I'm someone who has learned to run. My go-to is I don't need you. I don't need anybody. It's me and my girls against the world. So it's taken me to do the work of saying I do need someone. I do need someone. And it's okay to say I need someone. I don't want to do this alone. So there's my story for you. Your job is to send me douchebag Joel loser letter. <laughs> okay. Then we're going to do a burning ritual. And okay. you're going to start writing a new letter to yourself about all the qualities you really want in a partner. And read it every day. And just hold true to it because you deserve it because you are worth it and you are more than enough. And you will find someone who just falls for you, not what you do, not how much money you make, not your job, not your body, not and even that. That was shocking for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Do you know how hard it was for me to get my head around that I'm not with a gigolo anymore? Like, you mean it's not all about sex? You mean it's not all about how I look? You mean it's not all about you? Me? You, me like, how? If you don't want me constantly, you mean I'm still enough? I had to learn that, yeah. too, from being sexually abused and from, oh, my God, so even when you don't want to have sex with me, you still love me? 
Like we're still in love. Oh, well, that's a lesson I had to learn as well. Because marriage isn't always swinging from the chandeliers either. Right. Right. Yeah. And then every so often you have a really good romp, and you're like, "Damn, we still got it." <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. All right, Amber. Guess what I'm about to do right now. You're about that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that. I love that, by the way. <laughs> okay, we're going to do it one more time. Okay. That was easy. Yay! Okay, Amber, <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye for now. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much. You make sure you email me that letter. I'm going to print it out. We're going to do a burning ritual. We're cutting the cords, and you're going to start to rewrite some new neural synaptic pathways in your brain that tell you how lovable you are, how worthy you are, and there is an amazing person. There's probably amazing persons out there for you. There's not just one, but you'll get to choose. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Sending you tons of love. Have an awesome weekend. And to everyone who joined today, for everyone who is part of the conversation, thank you. For those of you that didn't get live, come back. We're going to do this on the last Friday of every month. And you know why I'm doing that? Because I want a nice, big, huge list of women that are on here who really want to talk with me, who really want to show up, who really want to get some coaching. And I'm so grateful to Charlene and Amber who came on today live. It takes courage. I know that. But listen to the giggles at the end of the call. Laughter is the best medicine. That is when you're back in your truth, when you can let go and love yourself even in spite of who doesn't love you. That's real love. It's easy to love yourself when everyone thinks you're wonderful. Real self-love comes when you have to go up against people who don't think you're wonderful, and you still have to think you're wonderful. That's your job. You have to still believe in yourself, even when others don't, because you will find people again who love you. For now, I'm going to say goodbye. I hope you all have an awesome weekend, and I'll see you all at the end of October. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.